Hello, everyone. Welcome to Preach the Word podcast. I'm Ashton McDonald, and I'm your host. Today's episode is a sermon that was shared by Pastor Shad McDonald on March 1st of 2023. The scripture readings come from the book of Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. Also, 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 1. And lastly, the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 24. The sermon is titled, Saved by Hope. I want you to be encouraged today that we are not a people without hope, but we have the hope of the gospel, and we have the hope of a heaven to gain. As you listen to Pastor McDonald share his heart, I pray that this sermon will find the ear of that person that needs to be saved by hope. Thank you for listening. Colossians 1 and verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in Him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of His cross, by Him to reconcile all things unto Himself, by Him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled, and in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind of afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church, whereof I am made a minister, according to the dispensation of God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Note that which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. In 1 Timothy chapter number 1 and verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God, our Savior, and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. Romans chapter number 8. Just that single phrase of verse 24. For we are saved by hope. My scripture theme will be verse 27 of Colossians 1. Christ in you the hope of glory. 
Christ in you, the hope of glory. And then along with that, Romans 8, 24, for we are saved by hope. So if the Lord will stand by me, I just want to preach a message entitled, Saved by Hope. I read an amazing story recently. Um, a woman was um, at a park near a river with her young child, and they were having a picnic, whatnot. And she noted a vehicle driving at a pretty good rate of speed right toward the river and down the boat ramp. And she could tell that there was a man behind the wheel and he was driving with intent and drove straight into the river and attempted suicide, she assumed. Immediately, she started running toward the river. And I suppose the gentleman, upon realizing what he had done, thought better of his awful misdeed. And he got the window down and had crawled up on top of the car and his face was just filled with panic and horror. And that woman dove into the river, Mrs. Phillips dove into the river and rescued that man and saved his life. She got him to the shore and he looked to her and said, ma'am, who are you? She said, my name is Hope. My name is Hope Phillips. And he had a testimony of it been saved by hope. It caused him to think about his life and what he had attempted to do and where he was going. And his life was turned around by a woman named Hope. I come to preach to us tonight in sense all of us were drowning in sin. All of us were hopeless. But aren't you glad we've been saved by hope? <laughs> aren't you glad that there is hope? And aren't you glad that we can be saved? It's a wonderful thing that we can be saved. When you begin to think about how lost you are when you're lost, the lostness of eternal lostness, the lostness of eternal damnation, the lostness of not being able to get out of that lostness once you leave this world. You do understand that if you die lost, you're lost forever. If you leave this world apart from the grace of God and apart from your sins being forgiven, you are going to hell and you will be lost forever. But I've got good news. On the authority of the Word of God, you can be saved you can be saved by hope. Aren't you glad for that hope? Aren't you glad for that hope that we have? We don't have to die lost. We don't have to die in our sins. We don't have to die unforgiven. We don't have to die and go to a devil's hell. Aren't you glad we can be saved? Aren't you glad we can be delivered? I'm glad that we can be saved. Hallelujah. Saved by, by hope. I want to center there on verse 27 in Colossians 1, that phrase there just ministered to my heart today, Christ, then in you, and last, the hope of glory. First, Christ. Let me talk to you about Christianity. Let me talk to you about what it really means to be saved. It's a wonderful thing that we can be saved. Uh, 
Paul here in making this <clears throat> plea concerning the hope of the gospel, he references it as being a mystery, that which is <clears throat> unknown, that which has not yet been revealed. But in verse number 26, he says, but now is made manifest. It's made apparent. It's been made clear. So let me talk to you about the essential of Christianity that is apparent. It has now been made very plain to all. I read once of a Christian doctor that brought his co-workers together at their beckon because of his life. And they wanted him to talk to them about Christianity. And he began his talk by asking them, what do you think Christianity is? Someone there among these learned, educated people said, Christianity is going to church. Someone else said, Christianity is keeping the commandments. Another one said, Christianity is being moral. Another one said, Christianity is being born in a Christian country. And this gentleman smiled as he listened to all that they said, for with all of their answers, not one of them, not a single one of them mentioned that Christianity had anything to do with Christ. May I say, it has everything to do with Christ. <laughs> for you see that without Christ, we cannot be saved. He is the very essence of Christianity. He is the sum and the substance. He is the center and the circumference. He is the all and all of salvation. Without Christ, there can be no salvation. He is the very essential part of being saved. Had he not come, there would be no hope of salvation. So let me begin first by saying I'm saved by hope because of Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. He is the very reason why I have hope. Without him, I would not even have a hope of salvation. But because of Christ, I can be saved. The very word Christ, it means anointed Messiah. It means the anointed one. May I say he is the anointed one, our Savior. Peter, when he preaches there in Acts chapter 10 and verse number 38, he makes that very clear when he said how God anointed Jesus. There it is. He is the anointed one. May I say that God ordained him. It was the predeterminate counsel of God. Amen. It was ordained before the world was formed that Christ would come and be our Savior. Oh yes, before there was ever a sin there was a savior before there was ever a fall there was one that would catch us when man did fall before the garden before Eden before sin ever came there was a God in heaven that had prepared a plan and I'm glad he included me and you in the plan of redemption and God anointed Jesus aren't you glad he's our savior hallelujah he is the anointed one, our Savior. And He is the appointed one, our sacrifice. 
Paul makes that clear in Colossians 1.19. For it pleased the Father that in Him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of His cross, by Him to reconcile all things unto Himself. There it is. When there was that middle wall of petition that was between us, Christ came to reconcile. He came to be the atonement. This is what John said. My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. But if any man sin, he hath an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins. And not for our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. That word propitiation there simply means he is the atonement. How do you define atonement? Take it apart. A-T at O-N-E one M-N-E-N-T Jesus is the at one meant. Man is estranged. Man is away from God. But Christ come to reconcile. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man. The man Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time when mankind was going downward, backward, devilward, and hellward and could not stop his fall. God sent his son Jesus to be my savior and to be the sacrifice for us all. And because of that, I've been saved by hope. I don't have to die lost. I don't have to go to hell. I don't have to die in my sins because of Christ. And he's the only hope of the world. <coughs> he's the only hope. Christ is the only way to be saved. He is not a way. He is the way. I am the way, he declares. Someone said, well, you know, if you want to go from here to New York, there's more than one way to go. Friend, I'm not worried about getting to New York. I'm worried about getting to heaven. And there's only one way. And Jesus is the way. You see, in the mindset of many people, there's always a, a substitute. There's always an alternative. And there's always an option. Not with salvation. There's only one way to be saved. And that's Christ. Let me preach right on. So from this phrase in Colossians 1, 27, Christ... The essential of Christianity that is made apparent. I want you to know it. I want you to leave here and believe it. That to be saved, the only way you can be saved is Christ in you. Christ in you. It's more than shaking the preacher's hand. It's more than signing the church roll. There is doctrine in Christianity, but we're not saved by doctrine. There is morality, but we're not saved by morality. There is clean living, but we're not saved by that. It is because Christ is in us. <laughs> the experience of Christianity abiding Christ in you. I'm in the first chapter 
of the fourth gospel, John 1. I want you to understand, please, that coming to Christ is about a relationship. Now, in some people's minds, it's regulations and it's rules and it's restrictions. You ask someone, what do you believe? And immediately they'll give you a long list of prohibitions and things that they abstain from and things that they denounce and things that they do not approve of. But those things that I prohibit in themselves cannot save me. Salvation comes when Christ gets inside of me. Hallelujah. That is the very experience of Christianity. Christ abiding in me. May I say, do you understand that it is a relationship? It is about an experience that you have with Him to where He lives in you. I heard about a dad that took his son to uh, the train yard because word had come to the little town that there was a brand new locomotive. And that young boy had never seen such a, a great, tremendous piece of equipment and so much power in his life. And as he looked at that immense locomotive, he uh, remarked and said, I wonder how much something like that cost. The engineer overheard and told the man and his son how much it cost, which was a tremendous amount of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars back in that day. And the, uh, the, uh, the father, who was a minister, when he heard how much the locomotive cost, he said, wow, that cost more than our new church. And the little boy said, yeah, Daddy, but this thing works. <laughs> Woo! I want to tell you what I need and what you need and what the world needs is an experience that works. <laughs> Amen. You see, here's why Christ must be in you. Because when He is in you, there is an acceptance of incoming life. Amen. The life that I now live is not the life that I used to live. Would you hit me while I preach? The life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Amen. Who loved me and gave Himself for me. Do you understand? It's not my life that I live, but it's Christ living in me. It's Christ that lives in me. And John 1.10 declares, He was in the world, and the world, amen, was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. But as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believeth on His name. I'm talking about an experience that works. I'm talking about a relationship that is alive. Amen. I accept that incoming life. He lives in me. I'm living in Christ. Amen. And He's living in me. That's why I don't have to sin. That's why I don't have to transgress. That's why I don't have to yield to temptation. He's living in me. He's living in me. Martin Luther was once asked, how do you resist temptation? He said, when temptation knocks at my door, 
I don't answer. He said, I let Jesus answer. And when temptation says, where is Martin Luther? Jesus responds and says, he's dead. He don't live here anymore. <laughs> Woo! That's what the born again experience does. When the enemy comes to try to take away your hope. When the enemy comes to try to destroy every good thing in you. Christ is living in me. Amen. For Jesus said the thief cometh. I'm in 10 and 10 of John. The thief cometh but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said I am come. Aren't you glad he come? Amen. Christ in me. He said I am come that you might have life. And you might have it more abundantly. I've got abundant life. Because Jesus is a living in me. He's all powerful. He's all holy. He's all pure. Amen. He's everything that I need. He's all together loving me. He wakes me up in the morning and he's by my side all day long. He's in me. I said he is in me. Hallelujah. Ephesians 3 and verse number 17. <clears throat> Christ in you. The acceptance of an incoming life. And the acknowledgement of the indwelling Lord. In Ephesians 3.17, the scripture there says that Christ may dwell in your heart. And that word dwell there simply means for Him to take up house permanently. Glory to God. And it's already been referenced and so well said that the Spirit of God will not dwell in an unclean temple. That Christ may be at home. Hallelujah. That Christ may be at home. I want my life to welcome Him. Hallelujah. Christ in you. Christ in you the hope of glory the essential of Christianity made apparent the experience of Christianity abiding now let me leave you with this the expectation of Christianity absolute I'm glad that what I have I don't have to second guess. I don't have to question. I don't have to be dubious. I don't have to be in a quandary. Amen. My experience is absolute. Christ in you, the hope of glory. <laughs> Amen. Now this hope of glory is a wonderful hope. I'm glad I got hope. I've got hope in a land that's better. I got hope. Amen. I got hope. Anybody got hope? Oh, hallelujah. I'm preaching on we're saved by hope. Amen. For if in this life only we have hope, we're of all men most miserable. My hope's not here. 
Come on here now. My hope's not here. I got a better hope. I got a lively hope. Come on here now. I got a hope, amen, that I'm not going to stay here always. I'm planning on leaving here. Amen. You see, this hope of glory, Christ in you, the hope of glory, it simply means to us that we have a personal hope. Amen. A hope that Jesus Christ will return. Amen. A personal return that is anticipated. I believe that Jesus will return and he will return personally. I believe that he will return. Amen. Visibly. I believe his return will be audible. There's going to be a shout. Hallelujah. When Jesus comes back when Jesus amen took them as far as Olivet in Acts chapter 1 he told them it's not for you to know the times and the seasons which the father has put in his own power but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth and when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Acts 1 and 10. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which was taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. May I say that for the church, his personal return is anticipated. What do you think is going to happen next? On the authority of God's word, we anticipate the rapture of the church. Cast not away your confidence which hath great recompense of reward for ye have need of patience that after you have done the will of God ye might receive the promise for yet a little while and he that shall come will come and he will not tarry just any day now amen get rapture ready get ready to leave this world I'm preaching on I'm saved by hope I've got hope I'm looking for Jesus to come I've got hope I'm looking for the rapture I'm listening for the sound of a shout from heaven hey hey get ready church we're saved by hope for the grace of God Titus 2 11 for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust we should live soberly righteously godly in this present world looking Looking for that blessed hope. Hallelujah. And the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. If you're not ready, you better get ready. Jesus is coming. <laughs> Jesus is coming. And now, 
And now, little children, 1 John 2, 28, abide in Him, that when He shall appear, not if He appears, or if maybe He should appear, but that when He shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. If we know that He is righteous, ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of Him. And behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew Him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. And every man that hath this hope in Him, I'm preaching on I'm saved by hope, for every man that hath this hope in Him purifieth himself, Amen. Even as he is pure, I'm saved by hope. I want to tell you that's the greatest sanctifying element of the intimate return of Jesus Christ is I live every day like this is rapture day. Come on here now. Date setters and people that try to date when he's coming, they're going to miss it by a hundred miles. But you got to live every day like today is rapture day. Every day I'm awaiting the coming of the Lord and that hope sanctifies us that hope purifies us I live every day with my garment clean I live every day with my heart washed I'm saved by hope I walk circumspectly amen I walk holy I walk pure because I got hope I got hope I got hope in Jesus you ought to give him a praise in the house his personal return is anticipated and then there is a promised reward that is assured and Paul writes and says for I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand I have fought a good fight I have finished my course I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Hold that phrase, love his appearing. Then he says, Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me, for Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. Paul says, There's a reward that awaits those that love his appearing. Demas hath forsaken me, having loved present world so in closing where's your love at tonight set your affections on things above 
For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. But we have a hope that is yonder in heaven. That's what saves me. Christ, Paul declares, who is our hope? <laughs> Lord. And the reason why there's hopeless people in the world today is because they will not let Christ be Lord of their life. But immediately, the very moment when you allow Him to come into your heart, you got hope. It don't matter how hopeless it is. When Christ comes into your life, you got hope. Stand, please. Father, thank you, Lord, for this congregation, for these wonderful people. Thank you, Lord, that we have hope. And we're saved by that hope. While your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, the purpose in preaching tonight is to remind you, stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. that none of us were put here to stay. And this is just the ready room. This is where we are afforded the privilege and the luxury of getting ready for the next world. And this is a very short-lived world. This is a very quiet world compared to the next world. dark here don't go to hell it's real dark there you think it's sinful here you don't want to go to hell it's real sinful there and the sad thing is for all eternity it never gets better but on this side of the grave on this side because of Christ for just a moment have you lost hope are you losing hope brother Chad I just don't know if my family's ever going to get right I don't know if things are ever going to turn around heaven will be cheap at any cost I don't care what you have to give up I don't care what you have to lay down you may have to go to heaven by yourself, comparatively speaking, as far as family. But I would rather go to heaven by myself than to go to hell with someone. A am, I, am I getting through to you? A dear saint of God said something to me one time that I'll always remember. They said, I'm not going to hell for them. I'm not going to let bitterness and anger and hatred toward that person cheat me out of heaven. I'm not going to hell for them. Friend, by God's grace, if the Lord will help me keep my sane mind, 
I'm not going to hell. <laughs> because this book told me I don't have to. <laughs> I got hope. So, is there anyone here that maybe your hope is waning? Your faith is just worn a little thin? And you need to be renewed in your persuasion. I want to be an encouragement to you. Hold on to hope. God bless you. Let's pray. You know how to do it. All over the house. Thank you.